I'm here with CJ Noble, Executive Director for CPRA. How are you doing today, CJ? Great, thank you. It's been a good week for uh, Parks and Recreation in Canada. Yeah, it definitely has been. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more? The federal government tabled their budget yesterday, um, and there were a lot of initiatives in there that are going to benefit the parks and recreation sector and and Canadians in turn. And that includes um, additional investments into uh, recreation and cultural infrastructure in our communities, funding to support uh, the Trans-Canada Trail and our national parks, and um, other initiatives in regard to collecting uh, data and inventory on the state of our uh, parks and recreation facilities. So definitely some great wins for Canadians in the budget yesterday. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll dive into that a little bit for sure. Um, I saw on uh, CPRA's Twitter, you were pretty excited about it, but I was also <laughs> I was also uh, scrolling through the, uh, the Twitter feed and I, I saw a photo of you working out at the gym. Yes, yeah. I do try to stay active. Um, I enjoy working out at, uh, at a recreation center here in Ottawa. Um, and Ottawa, we're lucky. Ottawa offers so many recreation opportunities. Um, and we have the Gatineau Park right in our backyard. And um, that also uh, gives great opportunities to uh, connect with nature. I enjoy skiing and skating and hiking and camping. Um, in those areas. And uh, in Ottawa, you kind of have to uh, embrace the winter and be active or or you have a very uh, long existence through our uh, cold and, and uh, tough winters. Yeah, I, I always love seeing people lead by example. So that, that's awesome that you do get out there and participate. Yeah. And I have two young boys and that keeps me uh, playing outside uh, in in the summer and the winter as well. So Whenever I think of Ottawa, I always think of the um, the skating on on the waterway there. I think that's that's really cool. It's definitely a, a bucket list thing to do if I'm ever out there in the winter. Absolutely. I I also saw in that tweet that you had the hashtag uh, the 150 playlist and that your your exercising was number 40 something. Um, what does that playlist mean? The playlist 150 is an initiative that's been funded by the federal government. And uh, Participation is the lead organization on that. And essentially, they uh, surveyed Canadians and asked them, what are the 150 activities that represent Canada? And they formed that list and uh, are asking Canadians and challenging Canadians to check all 150 off. Now, I'm not trying to do it all myself. The CPRA board and our staff members at the PT associations are challenging ourselves as a group to collectively check off the 150 activities. So we are uh, trying to post something, as you see on Twitter, uh, fairly regularly of one of our board members or staff uh, being active um, and checking something off that list. So it's fun and I encourage uh, Canadians to check it out. And uh, there's some pretty unique items on there that would be uh, a different experience for folks to try out in recreation. Yeah, for sure. I saw that skateboarding is on the list and that was my main activity growing up and I still engage in that. I'd love to see some recreation directors out there try to push around (laughs) on a skateboard. (laughs) Well, I'm going to try and climb a tree this weekend. That's one of the items. So we'll see how that goes. 
Cool. Um, before you were involved with CPRA, um, were you involved in recreation before that, or did you kind of come from a, a different field? Yeah, a different field. Um, I have a very um, unique path to recreation. I uh, studied political science at Wilfrid Laurier University, and immediately upon graduation, I moved to Ottawa, and I worked on Parliament Hill for seven years. And I worked as a political aide to a backbencher MP from Ontario. And then I worked as a political advisor and a chief of staff to two cabinet ministers. Hmm. Um, and those were really um, great experiences that I'm now able to apply to what I do uh, with CPRA. After Parliament Hill, I uh, was a lobbyist um, at a, a large international firm, and I focused in specifically on agriculture and food. So a bit of a, a roundabout way um, to getting to CPRA, but when I joined uh, CPRA as the executive director, I didn't have a professional or career background in recreation. Um, so it was a pretty steep learning curve, but I found the sector to be very welcoming and they valued the skills I could transfer from my past experience to help move the parks and recreation sector forward, including um, communications, government relations, and uh, policy development. And so I'll never know uh, what many people know who've worked in this sector for a lifetime. And I really do notice uh, when I meet folks in recreation, um, these are folks who've been committed to this career for a lifetime. Um, but I'm, I'm learning and most of all, like I say, I feel that I can bring a skill set, um, in regard to, uh, government relations, policy development and communication that is actually moving our sector, um, into a much more influential national voice. Well, you've definitely proven your case with the, the budget yesterday. So <laughs> we, we thank you thank for, you. for your expertise <laughs> with that, um, you know, probably us in, in the rec set, uh, sector probably have, uh, you know, a lack of knowledge of, of politics and how policy, you know, moves through government and how to how to actually get funding and, and get things done. So it's, you know, we can definitely see the benefit of having somebody with a, a different perspective and more expertise um, in in that regard. How would you describe the main purposes of CPRA? Like what what uh, keeps you busy on a day to day basis? Yeah, um, I mean, essentially, we serve um, as a national voice for the benefits of parks and recreation. But then we also, um, you know, are making sure that the interests of municipal recreation are heard on a national level. And I'd say there's different elements to what we do at CPRA. Um, as you may know, we're, we're not based on an individual membership, but we have 13 members. And those are the 13 Parks and Recreation Association, uh, uh, Provincial and uh, Territorial Recreation Associations. And we're really proud that we have all 13 with us under CPRA. And our influence is because of that very large network and experience and set of skills that are brought to our table because of that membership. And I can outline sort of a few areas that we focus on, um, certainly communications to the sector and to the public about uh, what our sector is and what are our stories and how do we influence uh, on a daily life. And we have 
a website, which we're actually relaunching, a, a brand new website next week. Um, we have a newsletter and an e-blast and different ways of communicating about what we're doing and more importantly, what those in the sector can do to support what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We also um, have an arm where we're educating and providing education to uh, folks in the sector, practitioners. We have a webinar series and we also just launched last year um, a professional development certificate. Um, and we're really excited by that. Uh, it is uh, one of a kind in the sector and really encourages and, and provides opportunities for professional development uh, for our sector. Who would be a potential person to go through that program? Well, I mean, it's any, it's not uh, catered to any particular individual in the sector in regard to a practitioner versus senior management because of the unique aspects of the program. There are online courses that you take that you get credit for and it, it goes towards your certificate. But the other element of it is um, giving credit to people for professional development activity that they may do at a conference, um, that they may do by participating on a national committee or so forth. So in that way, um, it's really guided by the personal needs and experience of the individual taking it. So I encourage you and, and folks to look at that as a real opportunity. So that's something we're proud of as well. And we also um, at CPRA, part of our job is to educate decision makers. We're focusing on federal decision makers, but we make sure the messages we deliver to them are consistent with the messages that our members are delivering um, on the ground to their uh, decision makers. And through that, we look to um, achieve things like we did yesterday in uh, getting some funding for the sector in the budget. Yeah, the budget definitely suggests uh, suggests that recreation is a priority for the federal government. How does that happen and, and how do we make sure that it continues to be a priority for them in the future? Well, I think we have a real champion in uh, Minister Carla Quattro, who is the Minister of Sport in the federal government. And folks know Carla because she was a Paralympic uh, Olympian, and uh, she's well-known in the sector. But what's different right now is that recreation has traditionally been viewed as a provincial and territorial jurisdiction, despite the fact that recreation contributes to a number of agenda items that are important to the federal government. And Carla has been mandated by the uh, Prime Minister to consider recreation as part of her um, portfolio. And that's made a huge difference. And Carla is such a believer in recreation as well that we've really benefited from her being that strong voice at the cabinet table and the caucus and, and in parliament uh, to the benefits of recreation and how we can contribute to some of the goals that the federal government uh, makes. So I certainly credit the relationship we have with her. And we do get up on the hill often to uh, meet with MPs who have um, mutual interests in the parks and recreation sector that we do. Do you see any common challenges from across the country? Like, is there any any challenges that we're kind of all facing as a sector? And is there anything kind of in particular that we need to get better at? Well, I think one thing that we try really hard um, with 
on a national level, and that needs to happen on a provincial and territorial level just as much, is partnerships. Because recreation uh, provides solutions to so many sectors and partners with sport and health, um, physical activity, conservation, education, after school. And we have a lot of mutual priorities with those sectors. And the more we can work with them and come forward with uh, common uh, policies and common asks to the government, uh, the better we're going to do for Canadians in uh, delivering uh, quality of life to them. Mm-hmm. I think a great example of partnerships is the development of our national recreation framework. Do you want to tell us a, a little bit about the framework for people that may not know much about it? Um, I usually kind of describe it as basically just a, a guiding document for recreation in Canada. And if you're you know, using public funds to provide recreation infrastructure or programs, then you know, you probably should be aware of it and, you know, be striving towards those those five goals. Um, do you have anything to, to add to that? Yeah, you've described it very well. And um, I think what's really unique about the framework is the process we went through to develop it. Mm. Um, it is a model of government sector uh, partnership. It is a joint initiative between provincial and territorial governments and the Canadian Parks and Recreation Association, and as well, it's supported by the federal government. And when we started the process several years back, it was about creating a new vision for recreation, uh, finding common priorities, and uh, overall, you know, improving the well-being of individuals and communities. And so the process took us through three national summits, um, we had several um, forms of consultation to the provinces and territories from workshops to focus groups to surveys, and it, it culminated in the sector endorsing the framework in November of 2014, the CPRA endorsing it that same time, and then the provincial and territorial ministers endorsing it February 2015. And so it's a really unique partnership. And what I'm pleased to say is that even once it was endorsed, um, the momentum didn't stop. That partnership between government and CPRA continued. And we formed an implementation committee that we work with together on making sure that the national framework is being implemented at a national level, provincial and territorial, as well as in the communities. Mm-hmm. And I understand that there's a, a similar process that's kind of just underway for for parks as well. Yeah, as you said, there's five um, goals. And one of the goals, goal number three in, in our framework is called Connecting People and Nature. And so we invite our members, um, we invite the governments to focus on a goal that is a priority for them. And Alberta government and the Alberta uh, Parks and Recreation Association have taken tremendous leadership on this goal of connecting people in nature. And they hosted their second Canadian um, gathering of parks just uh, a couple weeks ago in Banff. And they've also helped lead the development of a document called Parks for All, which we see coming out later this year and really... um, is an extension of the framework, but digging down to the next level, specifically on how uh, we move forward with a parks agenda. 
Okay. And what's unique about what Alberta's been doing is it's the first time that those responsible for federal parks, provincial parks, and municipal parks have all gathered and realized um, the alignment that's happening and the improvement we need to make in working together to serve Canadians. Yeah, you can definitely see the power when we do, you know, join forces and align. Uh, we create that stronger voice to to advocate for for our sectors. Absolutely. Um, CJ, before we we wrap up, do you have any any kind of last words of wisdom or or advice for anybody in the uh, the recreation sector? Yeah, well, certainly. Um... As you had stated earlier, the framework is really what is, is guiding the agenda. It's the lens of what we at CPRA uh, look through in order to make our priorities. And I do encourage everyone to have that chance to look at the framework, see where they fit in the vision and values and the goals. And uh, we see people uh, using the framework as they're building their master plans, if, as they're seeking funding because it's a useful tool when seeking funding to show um, a clear vision of where we're going. Um, and so I think we have a, a framework implementation portal. It's an information portal uh, located on the Leisure Information Network, LIN. And there's a lot of tools there, um, background, uh, lots of stuff that can help folks in the community um, take the framework and apply it to their everyday work. And by doing that, moving the national agenda for parks and recreation forward. Great. Well, CJ, thanks a lot to, uh, for joining me today. And thanks from all of us for all the work that you do advocating for, for recreation. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, get out there and go climb a tree this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post it on Twitter. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks, CJ, for joining us on an exciting week for recreation. I'll catch everybody next time.